And there is a storm out on the ocean and it's moving this way. Uh, I hope you're in the ark of safety uh, this morning. And if you're not, you know, it's, it, it, this is a good day. This is the day to get into it. I want to thank you for joining us uh, this morning, the sixth day of December. And you're listening to Sunday Morning Live, that's SML, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California, P-Town. And you're inside the pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. You know, there's no better place to be than the Word of God. The Bible said heaven and earth will pass away, but His Word is going to stand. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., and on Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We're talking about the, the, the moving of God and how he has used men, but not just on Thursdays, but on Sundays and, and Tuesdays. You know, uh, God is just so awesome, you know, and you, you ought to just tell the Lord, use me. Use me, Lord. Use me in your service. Use me to do your will. You know, we believe the Bible. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I am faithful bold the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Uh, friends, if you've missed any of the messages, please visit ConnectingTruth.org and click God on Demand to access the message archive. You know, and, and so uh, I'm sure that there, there's something, I'm sure there's a, a message, words of encouragement, something is there that is going to bless your soul or, or edify you. You know, the Lord wants us to edify his people. Every minister, that is our goal, to edify and to, to, we, uh, to we help those that are within ear range, yielding themselves to come to the measure, the full measure of the statue of the man Christ Jesus. That's what it's about. Uh, the scripture says, now we are the sons of God. It doesn't yet appear what we shall be, but we know when he appears, we shall be like him. In the meantime, in the meantime, there are some things that we have to do. And it's the minister's responsibility and it's the willing hearts of those that are listening that helps connect the dots. I want to talk about the gifts. I want to talk, continue talking about the gifts. I touched on the gifts earlier, a few weeks ago. And so I'm going to talk about, continue to talk about some of the gifts and not, uh, in the, not each gift, uh, but uh, it's going to be exhorted on, but I just have a particular message in mind. And so one thing that's important is to know the gift. You need to know the gift. You need to recognize the gift. And you need to acknowledge the gift. You need to know the gift, you need to recognize the gift, and you need to acknowledge the gift. And so we'll be talking about the Word of God and how it relates to you and me and everyone else right after this song.
God is keeping me. Amen. Thank God because he is a keeper. And not, he's a promise keeper. I know you may have heard that before, but I want to reemphasize that again. God is a promise keeper. And, you know, we can be promise keepers too. Whatever promises that we've made. You know, we used to sing a song back in the day that, that, that said, I've made a vow to the Lord and I won't take it back. And, you know, and I heard another part of that when my godmother was singing. She said, Lord, if you help me keep my vow, I won't take it back. You know, God is our source of strength. He is the source of all power, understanding, wisdom, knowledge, and we have to rely on him. Don't rely on your flesh. Oh, I got willpower. I, I can make it on my own. You know, the, let me tell you, your heart, my heart, our hearts are, are deceitful and wicked above everything. We can't make it by ourselves. Uh, this flesh wars against the spirit. And so anytime we think we can do it on our own accord without the strength and the power of God, we're deceiving ourselves. This is a spiritual warfare. And, uh, you know, as I make reference so often, it is a war of the anointed. Uh, with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we honor you for your goodness and your grace this morning. Thank you for waking us up, giving us the activity of our limbs. Lord God, our cognitive, our thinking, our awareness, Lord God, we just bless your name, Savior, for all that you have done. Lord God, we bless you for all that you are going to do. Lord God, we walk with expectations, Lord. Lord Jesus, and we just pray you and thank you right now for your goodness, for your grace, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we thank you for stirring up the mind of people, for stirring up even our minds, Lord. Lord Jesus, we wouldn't call upon your name and we wouldn't bless you if it wasn't for your goodness that leads us to repentance, if it wasn't for the stirring of your spirit, Lord Jesus, to remind us, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We appreciate you, Lord God. We just want to honor you today, Lord, for your presence, Lord Jesus, and want to honor you and thank you for every soul that enters into this house, Lord God, Lord Jesus, and that you would word uh, your servant's mouth, word my thoughts, Lord God, govern, Lord Jesus, for the blessing of the souls, Lord God, Lord Jesus, so that uh, souls are delivered, souls are saved, their needs are met, Lord God, through your word, Lord God, and through the signs and wonders that you perform. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask in the name of Jesus that you would bless, Lord God. Lord God, as we look, we anticipate, Lord God, that you're going to call our name one day. Lord Jesus, or, or you're going to catch us all away collectively, Lord. Lord, and we want to be ready in, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye when that occurred. Lord Jesus, but until then, you said occupy till I come. Lord, help us to occupy doing the right things, thinking the right thoughts, saying the right uh, words, oh Lord God. Lord Jesus, and to conduct business as men to be diligent, Lord God, in our schooling and our, our on the job, Lord Jesus, whether it's entrepreneurship, Lord God, or working for some, Lord Jesus, bless us, Lord God, to, to govern ourselves accordingly in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray and ask that you would touch those that are sick in the body, uh, Lord God, those that are not feeling well, that are listening, ask that you would heal, Lord God, ask that you would strengthen, Lord God. Lord, most of all, that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus, we'll be careful to give your name the praise and give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs, 
Proverbs 18, 14 uh, through 16, it said, The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. But a wounded spirit, who can bear? You know, I, I know that that uh, some, many can attest to the, to the fact that, you know, being sick or not feeling well and, and, you know, and making it through the day, making it through the months or the years, you know, then there are those that have had their spirits wounded, wounded in relationship, wounded in friendship, wounded in uh, so many different ways, and it seems unbearable at the moment. You know, but the Bible tells us that the heart of the prudent get knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeketh knowledge. A, wise, a, a man's gift maketh room for him and bring him before great men. And so God is concerned with those things. He's concerned with our infirmities. God is concerned with the woundedness of our spirit. You know, have you ever gone before God and, and just and just poured your heart out because you were hurting and you just didn't know what to do? Uh, um, you know, I have. And I, I believe that if you live a little longer that you will too. You know, there are things that just come. And I'm not talking about because the alternator on the car went out. You know, uh, that's an unexpected event, but you know, we, we have to realize that the batteries on our cell phones are limited. It's only gonna last for a couple of years after you spend six, $700 on that phone. You know, you go out and you spend 30,000, $40,000 on a car or, you know, an alternator. Battery goes out after two years, even in, the, in a brand new car. And, and so those things are to be expected. You know, it just catches us off guard, but there are some other things that hit us at times that really uh, takes a bearing on us, you know, takes a toll on us. And, you know, but, but God, God is concerned and he knows those things. You know, the, the key is that when we feel in a certain way, when we're dealing with certain issues in our lives that, you know, it, it's, it's how we're maintaining. It's, it's all about the maintain, maintenance uh, of ourselves during that time. Uh, you know, David said, my foot almost slipped. Uh, you know, and there were times that David's foot did slip. And so uh, uh, the heart of the prudent get in knowledge. You know, uh, we ought to pray and ask God for some knowledge, ask God for some wisdom uh, from him. And, you know, and, and certainly the Bible tells us, again, a man's gift makes room for him and bringeth him before great men. Now, that's the word of God. That's the word of God that is saying that. That's not me. I didn't write that. That's not a philosophy or you know, written by uh, someone that, uh, someone renowned in, in the history books, but it is, it is of God. It is the word of God. And so I want to encourage you again to, to let go and let God. Now the Bible tells us over in 2 Timothy, uh, uh, 2 Timothy about the first chapter, it, it says uh, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy and peace from God the Father and in Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears that I may be joyful, that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the unfinged faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore, 
I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the affliction of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. You know, this epistle is a continuation to uh, Pastor Timothy, a young minister. You know, and I know there's many young ministers out there, including myself. Uh, I count myself as a young minister as well. And, you know, you can, uh, you can, uh, many, I've been saved for long. Listen, uh, there are a lot of things that we don't know, and we're yet learning about the Lord, but I, I tell you, I know enough to help you be saved and not be lost. I know enough to give you right now at this very moment so that if the Lord called your name and you followed what I said, you would not be lost. And so uh, uh, his mentor, uh, Pastor uh, Paul, had uh, written to him previously to set some things in order and to himself. Uh, you know, you're not just going to set things in order among people, but the minister has to set things order in order within himself. We don't live above the law. We don't live above anything. We live according to the word of God. Let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Where is that going to be done at? It's going to be done within Pastor Carl. It's going to be done within uh, you. It's going to be done within those that believe and yield themselves unto the Lord. And so uh, he warns him and instructs him to guard himself and to set some things in order uh, from, and to stay away from uh, fables, wise tales, and false teachings. You know, America, and I'm sure on uh, the continent, your continent where you're at, there are many fables, and there's a lot of false teachings as it is here. And, and so we want to keep, uh, you need to keep those things uh, in order you know, in your home, and you need to keep order. You need to let the truth be known, and you need to make sure that, that, that we're not living or that you're not living and that your family is not living according to some fable that's been passed down, some false teaching that has been handed down from a generation, has been taught in school, you know, and, uh, you know, we go to school to be educated, but we don't want to be uh, given lies. We want the truth. Uh, give us the truth so that we can know how to adjust and know how to make corrections and, and what to do in our lives and in our communities. And so those false teachings and, and fables and different things that have been persuaded. Uh, you know, I was watching uh, I was watching something the other day and, and it caught my attention about how uh, uh, just even in cartoons, there are different things that are illustrated that uh, that is uh uh, what's the right, what am I looking for here, that illustrates a, um, uh, an agenda, uh, a, an agenda, and you, so you even have to watch what your kids are uh, watching uh, so that they don't pick up on things and, and think uh, that it's all right, 
when the word of God says that it is wrong. And, you know, I was watching a sitcom and they were talking about the use of drugs and, and telling people, be responsible how you use the drugs. And, you know, uh, uh, but what they didn't tell them is that there are spirits that will overtake you uh, in the use of the drug. And after a while, you'll find yourself addicted. You know, you might be on a regimen and, you know, God delivered me from being a functioning dependent. You know, years ago, and so uh, there are people that are functioning dependents and they feel that they don't have a problem. But listen, uh, deception, it is a deception. And so uh, Timothy is being taught and he's being nurtured even while Paul is in jail to stay away from fables and, uh, you know, and those things and the false teachings. You know, uh, whether it's in America, whether it's on uh, Europe, whether it's in Asia, you know, you have to protect your heart. You need to protect yourself. Uh, God is not the author of confusion, and, and neither is he the author of wise tale. He's not the author of endless genealogies. And so the endless genealogies lead to nothing. You know, and if it, if it doesn't lead to Christ, then it ain't about anything at all. You need to let it go. And, uh, but provide sound doctrine. That's what Paul wanted Timothy to know and to do, and that is to give sound doctrine. You know, uh, we need to give sound doctrine ministers. The Bible tells us to study, to show ourselves approved unto God and unto men, and to provide sound doctrine. Sound doctrine is not going to tickle the ears of everybody. Sound doctrine is not going to send everybody away with uh, feeling good. Sound doctrine is not going to have everybody jumping and shouting and, and flip-flopping all over the pews and different things. But sound doctrine is going to save your soul. Sound doctrine, when you get it, is going to cause you to rejoice. Sound doctrine is going to cause you to be elevated in your mind and your thinking and your heart. Sound doctrine is going to give you what you need that when the trump of God sounds, uh, you'll hear it. Sound doctrine is going to help you when the enemy fights against you. Sound doctrine is going to help you to fight against yourself when the flesh try to rise up. Sound doctrine is going to deliver you and cause you to repent of sin. Sound doctrine will cast the devil out. Sound doctrine will help deliver souls uh, when, they're, when they're drunken, when, they, when they're uh, intoxicated. It will cause sobriety. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. Sound doctrine. And that's what Paul wanted Timothy to know, to, uh, to give sound doctrine. Uh, that's what the purpose, the minister's purpose is. That's what the minister is supposed to give you. And that is sound doctrine to nurture your soul. Uh, Paul asked Timothy to visit him in Rome. And, and during his visit, he asked him, he said, also, bring uh, John Mark with you. Uh, on Thursday, we were talking about Acts of the Holy Ghost and uh, talking about P, B, and J. You know, that's, that's not just peanut butter and jelly. Uh, but it is, it's Paul, Barnabas, and John. And so uh, in the beginning of their evangelistic duties, the, the, the three of them left out to go and handle the business of the Lord. And so he told uh, Paul, uh, he said, when you come, Paul told Timothy, when you come, uh, bring John Mark, because there was a separation of John Mark uh, in the ministry where he had left and went back home. He had some things that, you know, that he had to deal with within himself. And I believe that all of us uh, have some things or, or had some things that we had to deal with until we reached a certain state of maturity. And even with that, every day, 
is a new day. And every day, there may be some challenges. Every day, we're going to have to uh, uh, sacrifice. Paul said, I sacrifice, uh, I crucify this flesh daily. And so every day, uh, we're going to have to do something to keep this body and this mind and keep this spirit into subjection or else we'll, uh, uh, the enemy, uh, this flesh, the enemy, uh, will have its way in our lives. And, and so he told them to bring John with him. Uh, you know, so there's going to be a reconciliation uh, over in Rome. And uh, so, and also to bring his cloak from uh, Trias and, and to bring some books and some parchment because he's going to do some reading and some writing. Uh, have you done some reading and writing lately? Uh, have you sat down to just think about uh, what you would like to do? Uh, maybe some writing for the Lord. You know, this is a good time where we're at home uh, uh, all over the place. And so during this time, you ought to take the opportunity to uh, to, to uh, consecrate, take the opportunity to, to do something, you know, and educate yourself. Take the initiative to do something, uh, whether it's in your natural, enhancing your natural life or enhancing your spiritual life. Do something. Do something. There's something to be done during this time. And so he told him, he said, uh, during his, his uh, incarceration, to bring those things because he had some liberties and he wanted to take advantage of the liberties. He used the occasion to encourage Timothy in his letter. All of us need some encouragement sometime. We need encouragement from depression. We need encouragement after making bad decisions. We need encouragement to hold on when things get rough because things will get rough and you will make some bad decisions. Not intentionally, uh, but you'll make some bad decisions. And then there are those that make bad decisions intentionally. And you'll learn from the, from the things that you suffer behind that. Uh, but I'm here this morning to tell you and encourage you to hold on. Hold on when things get rough. Hold on when after the bad decision has been made. Hold on when you're feeling depressed and oppressed. Hold on when, when things are not going the way that you hope they will go. When they're not going the way that you want them to go. When they're not going, when they just don't look like there's a light at the end of the tunnel, hold on anyhow. Uh, when you don't, when you just can't figure it out, uh, when your mind has just come to, uh, to, to an end and you just can't even bear to think about it no more, and all you want to do is just go to sleep. Uh, sometimes that's all you can do is just lay down, uh, you know, because you don't know what else to do. Uh, but hold on. Don't let go. Bless your Lord Jesus. Uh, Paul speaks to his uh, gospel son. Uh, and, and tells him that uh, he would stand strong in the grace of God and to teach others uh, what he has been taught concerning Christ. In other words, preach the word, uh, be instant in season and out of season. He don't be, do, endure hardness as a good soldier and make full proof of thy ministry. Do all that you can and then look to do some more. You know, I've asked myself questions at times uh, that, Lord, have I done enough? Am I doing enough? Is there more that I can do for the propagation of the gospel? I, I, I want to make sure that I, I'm giving it my all, uh, that I'm not just skating through and, you know, and just and just gliding through, the, through this life, but I want to give it my all because God has given his, his for me. I, I want to do what I can do. And so is it enough? Is it enough in what I'm doing? I want to make full proof of the ministry. I don't want to take anything for granted. 
And this is what Paul was, was telling Timothy. Yes, you're your pastor. And, uh, yes, you're the deacon, the district elder, you know, and, and you know, and you're overseeing and, and you're teaching others not to be, but are you giving it your all as well? We've got to give it our all. Oh, bless your Lord Jesus. We we gotta give our best. You know, I heard a young a young lady, the words of a young lady say that after you've done your best, do better. And I think we can all, uh, when we think we've done our best, we can still do better. We can do better uh, on the job. We can do better in the church. We can do better, you know, in the, in the home. We can do better in the relationship. We can do better. Oh, bless your Lord Jesus. We can do better. You can do better. I can do better. We can all do better. We can press. We can push. Uh, we can push and, and press and we can do better and make sure that we've making making full proof. Uh, of all that we, if everybody was making full proof of what they was doing, uh, it, we'd be in a lot better position in many areas of our lives. Oh, bless your Lord God. If we work together, you know, working together is important. Bless your name, Jesus. But it, it starts with one, and that one will encourage another. And so uh, he tells them, he said, make full proof of your ministry. You know, and, and so uh, uh, sometimes we have to drop into another service. You know, making foolproof of our ministry. Now, when I say drop into another service, I'm not talking about to preach the word, you know, or I mean, just just showing up sometime uh, just to be an encouragement to someone else. Uh, showing up just to be there, uh, just to be present, showing that you care and that you are concerned. Uh, Timothy, my beloved son, grace, mercy and peace from God, the father and Christ, our Lord. Uh, I thank God whom I serve with my uh, forefathers with a pure conscience and uh, having a sense of wrong and a sense of right and wrong. Uh, I, I, I understand some things and without ceasing, I have remembered you in prayers. You ought to not be selfish with our prayers, but we ought to pray for somebody else. Uh, greatly desiring to see thee and, and mindful of your tears. I understand that you're a little sorrow about some things, uh, you know, and about my situation and, uh, you know, and, and uh, sorry about uh, some things. And, and so I'm mindful of your tears and the way you feel. We ought to be mindful of the way others feel. Uh, you know, I, I, I have an issue uh, and it's not me, you know, uh, they like to play on words. You know, I have an issue. Yeah, it's, no, listen, uh, you need to understand uh, that we don't, you shouldn't write off someone else's feelings. Uh, tell them to get over it. You know, because when your day comes, you're not going to want somebody else to tell you to get over it. Uh, you're not going to want to. You're not going to want somebody to tell you, "Well, life happens." Uh, but you're going to be looking for uh, maybe a sympathetic, maybe some empathy, maybe some compassion. You know, somebody that has so much. Maybe there's somebody that's been through it, and they've been through that the same identical situation, but yet they're heartless when it comes down to talking to you. Bless your Lord God. Uh, God forbid that it should be any of His children that it should be any of the sons of God, that it should be any of the elect, any of the saints that should act heartless. And so the Bible tells us that he is praying uh, for you because of your tears, that you may uh, be joy, uh, have fulfilled with joy. Uh, when I call to remembrance the unfinished, the genuine, the sincere faith that is in you, which dwelt in your grandmother, uh, which was in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that the same faith, the same tenacity that was in them is in you also. Uh, wherefore, for that reason, 
Uh, what reason? That reason, because there's faith in your heart. Uh, there's faith in your heart this morning. That's why you're listening to the sermon, because there's some faith. There's an element of faith. And uh, the Bible said you have just a grain of mustard, like, like a mustard seed, uh, that it will do wonders. And, and so there's some faith in your heart. And he said, I'm going to put you in remembrance to do something here. Uh, I, I want to remind you that there's something that you have to do. Uh, your, tear, your eyes may be filled with tears. You may not understand what's going on. The responsibility uh, is great. Uh, just even taking care of yourself is a great responsibility. And, but he said, I want to uh, put you in remembrance. I want to remind you to do something. And that is to stir up the gift of God. Uh, not your own gift, but the gift that God has given you. Uh, that what God has planted in you. I want you to stir it up. I want you to, I know it's there because I laid hands on you and I prayed for you. I know it's there because you were on the altar praying and God filled you with the Holy Ghost. I know it's there because uh, you woke up speaking in tongues and, and God had instilled something in you. I know it's there because God spoke it in you before the foundation of the world. Uh, it's there. And, and so you need to stir it up. Uh, uh, some of you, you need to shake it up. Uh, uh, listen here. The Bible tells us that Samson, Samson uh, was, had, had done a lot of things that he should not have did. Uh, Samson uh, ate from a, the carcass, pulled honey out of a, a dead lion's carcass and gave it to his mom, his dad to eat. Uh, you're not supposed to, he contaminated, not supposed to do some things. Fooled around with some, the wrong people and wound up in captivity. But he, he came to himself and thought about it. His eyes had been put out, but he thought about it. Uh, his mind was fully aware, and he thought about it. I messed up. Listen here. Uh, sometimes we have to confess and say, I messed up. I did wrong. And, and, and listen, uh, the Bible said that he shook himself. Uh, sometimes you need to shake yourself. Sometimes you need to shake yourself hard. And, 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 you know, and so he shook, and he shook, and the gift of God stirred up in him. And the Bible said that he killed more men uh, during that time than any other time in his life. Oh, my God, bless your name, Jesus. You need to shake it up. You need to stir it up. Bless your Lord God and let it loose. You got to stir it up. You got to shake it up and let it go. My God, bless your name, Jesus. And so he puts him in remembrance and tell him to stir up the gift. Uh, stir it up means to cause and to feel strongly compassionate about it. Uh, it is a desire to do something. And we can take that word uh, stir and, and put shape there as well because you're going to feel uh, strongly compassionate and you're going to desire to do something and you're going to provoke a reaction. Uh, that reaction is going to impact the land that you're on. That reaction is going to impact the seat. That reaction is going to impact the airwaves around you. Uh, therefore, you're going to shake it up. You're going to stir it up. Bless your Lord Jesus. You know, we stir up, uh, we take plastic stirs and stir up our coffee. Uh, listen, uh, I'm stirring up some coffee this morning. Uh, 52 Sundays a year. Uh, 52 Bible classes uh, is stirring it up. Oh, bless your Lord, you're shaking some things up. Uh, what are we shaking up? We're shaking up the word of knowledge. We're shaking up the, uh, the word of wisdom, the gift of prophecy, uh, the gift of faith, the gift of healing the working of miracles, the discerning of spirits, uh, different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, uh, the, the gifts of help need to be shaken up. It need to be stirred up. 
when the body, the body of Christ, when the body uh, so fitly uh, joined together, uh, when the body, the body needs all, it needs all of its faculties in order for it to work properly. We need all our faculties in order to run. Well, we need our feet. We need our toes. We need our legs. Uh, we need our arms swinging right. Uh, we need our uh, we need the torso to be moving in conjunction with all of that. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. Mm, listen here. When we go, when we're not functioning like that, we go to the doctor to find out why. But listen, I, I want to share this with you. The, the Bible, uh, I, I, on Thanksgiving Day, uh, we were after I after I had won a few games, uh, a few board games, and at the table, you know, we uh, we sat down and they wanted to watch the. The Power Rangers, and so the kids wanted to watch the Power Rangers, and you know the, the movie, and you know well the, there's a villain in the movie called uh, uh, Scorpina, and she created a monster made of gold, and it was defeating the Power Rangers, uh, who were inside their individual uh, dinosaurs, uh, being pushed. They were being pushed into a pit. And as the enemy overwhelmed them and pushed them into the pit, they were, uh, you could hear them telling, well, you know, if we're going to die, uh, let's, let's hold on to one another. Let's just, we, let's just go out together because that was their expectation. They didn't know what to expect. And so they held on to each other and they were being pushed into the pit. But little did they know that the unity, see the Bible said where there's unity, there's strength. Bless your name, Jesus. Uh, where there's unity, there's strength. And so they were being, they were holding on. They had unified. And they were holding on to each other as they were pushed into the pit. And something happened. They didn't know that the unity that they were showing and the compassion that they were showing to one another would trigger, uh, that unification would trigger and cause them to morph into Megazord. Needless to say how surprised they were and quickly learned that each had a significant role uh, to make Megazord walk and react so that they could beat the villain. Mm -hmm. See, when we come together and we do things the right way, when we fall in line with the word of God and we allow the gifts to work in Pomona, we allow the gifts to work in Monrovia. When we allow the gifts to work in Rialto, uh, and in Maryland, across in Texas, across the land, Northern Cal, Southern, the East Coast, West Coast, the, you know, in the Midwest. When we allow the gifts to work, hmm, bless your Lord God, we'll be, we'll unify. Something will begin to happen uh, that is greater than what we had expected. If we allow the gifts to work, realize the body has many members and work together. So the leg will move. Because see, they found out that, that, one, that one was controlling the legs. Uh, another was controlling the arm. You know, and so each one had a responsibility. When we, when we shake it up, when we stir up the gift and allow God to move, we'll find that the body will start to come together and unite and it 
uh, caused them to have great flexibility, great power, and a greater outcome as Christ is the head of the church and sends instructions. See, as they was in Megazord, it was like, use this, do that. And they begin to get the hang of it. When God starts to send the instructions, we'll yield ourselves. And, and the gift of knowledge, uh, uh, God will say, uh, will instruct the church, use the gift of knowledge here. Uh, use the gift of prophecy over there. Use the, the gift of help. Use some wisdom right now. Bless your Lord Jesus. Bless your Lord God. You get it. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, we got to allow the control, the central, uh, to be to, to orchestrate what needs to be done. Oh, I'm just about done here. I'm, I'm going to stop in just a moment. But listen, the Bible tells us in Isaiah 59 and 19, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the West. The villains, uh, the, those that are opposing will fear the name of the Lord and his glory from the rising of the sun. But listen, I got it. I, I'm so excited about this. The Bible said when the enemy shall come in like a flood. See, they felt overwhelmed. When, when the enemy think that he has you defeated, when he think it's game over, you're going down. This is the last count. The Bible says that the spirit of the Lord shall come in. The spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. The spirit of the Lord. See, uh, the, the, the power rangers, they had a sword, you know, that they, they pulled out against the enemy. But listen, we have the word of God, which is the sword. Bless your name, Jesus. So many times I'm watching things, I'm like, wow, you know, they, they really grabbed some things from, from history. They grabbed some things from the word of God, and they've made a, a dynamic film over it, you know, but some of those bits and pieces that they're using is biblical. Some of those bits and pieces and things that they're using came from the word of God. Listen, we need to stir up the gift. We need to shake it up. We need to allow God to unite us and, and use the gifts. Hmm. Bless your name, Jesus. The gift at the right season. See, there's, there's I, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but, but the, the season, the season, the season is it's time for, you know, to allow the restoration. It's time to allow the revival. It's time for revitalization. It's time to allow those things to occur. It's time. That, that's why the fight is so, uh, it's a strenuous fight to keep you from realizing those things, keep you from holding on and knowing that this is a battle and that, that you know, as long as you're uh, uh, trying to handle it as an individual, you're not going to have the same impact as you would if you unified, if you unified. Let's walk in unity. Let's pray for unity of the, the churches. Let's pray for unity that the gifts are working as needed in the different areas, our different communities. You know, this congregation may need, need a certain word. And so we don't want to be caught up. You know, so many people are so caught up into one particular gift. But there are multiple gifts, and those multiple gifts need to be at work. Those multiple gifts need to be at work with God. I, I pray and I hope something has been said this morning that has encouraged your heart, that you can hold on to and take with you, and that you will use. God is not just speaking his word, giving his word for us to 
being entertained. This is not this is not an entertainment station. You know, you want entertainment, get a PlayStation. But we're we're all about the saving of souls and repentance, uh, forgiveness of sin. You pray, ask God to forgive your sins, and you know daily ask God to help you. Those things that something you may have done that, that you didn't even think was a sin or a fit or weight. You know, sometimes we think about sin, but what about the weight? The weight of something that that so easily uh, separates us from God and from doing His will. And so with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just love you this morning, Lord God, and want to thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord God, for uh, this exhortation and pray and ask, Lord, that you would bless the listeners, those that have uh, that will hear this later, that you would bless them, Lord God, to receive it, Lord, and to apply it in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen. If you have not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins, don't let nobody tell you baptism is not necessary. This is a Bible-believing church. We believe the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. And the Bible is not outdated. The Bible is not outdated. No, not at all. We're still living in biblical times. You know, it's not going to be an end until Christ comes. Uh, and so the, the Bible lets us play with us us know that, you know, the, uh, the doctrine of eschatology, you know, that when the end time, when we are, when the church is caught up, then there's still fulfillment of the scripture that has to take place. Uh, and so we're living those days. We're in the great dispensation of grace. And so they were baptizing in Jesus name for the remission of sin. Rededicate your life unto the Lord. This is Pastor Carl Henderson at Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. If you're looking for a church home, we have room for you, you know, and uh, we are spaced out. We understand the Lord has blessed us to have service, and, and we're following the rules and regulations that are as needed. And so I want to invite you to come, and I hope to see you here or to see you there. You know, I want you also to know that the songs feature the respective property of the artists and their producers. And so we support gospel music and just want you to know, you know, uh, that I love you. ask that you will continue to pray with me as I pray for you in Jesus' name. I'll be back on Tuesday. <laughs>